Uh, those sound checks, I kind of wonder why they do the things they do sometimes. Like what? You know, they're like, check, 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 like multiple. Like there's a certain cadence. Yeah, they, well, they just repeat it over and over. And so it's like, are you not hearing yourself or are you just saying it over and over to are there different speakers that you're checking? You know, like what's going on there where you're like, check, 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 check. I think it might be, part of it might be the volume meter. So they're doing it at like different volumes to uh, make sure like their loud voice still isn't too loud. I see. Maybe. Okay. I, that's a wild guess. That would be a good answer. It could also be like, um, like athletes have goofy like routines before they do something. Like when you watch the Olympics, yeah. like they've all got their like weird little rituals and mm-hmm. works that mm-hmm. they do like to get in the zone maybe it's something like that maybe there's no technical reason <laughs> there's no reason it's a bunch of nonsense check 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 hi everyone and welcome to what would my shrink say a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes you'll never be the same all right Check. Check. Check, check. Check, check. Check. Listener question. Are there things we struggle with in our personal lives that we help people with in the context of therapy? Hmm. I thought this was a very interesting question. So presumably there's a lot of things that people come to us as therapists, um, you know, problems, struggles, uncertainties, um, and we help them out in one form or another kind of help them work through it or think about it or whatever they that might be but uh are there things then where you know we uh, you know from four to five we're helping a client with problem x and then we go home and deal with that exact same problem ourselves um i think the answer is yes therapists have problems Things we struggle with. Wait a minute. You're just going to admit that right off the bat? (laughs) Should I not? Did I, (laughs) did I let the cat out of the bag? Well, I I had, the body out of the hat. I had an answer that was pretty, pretty opaque and that really would have protected me from a lot of judgment. (laughs) You're just going to go. I'm only speaking for myself here. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So you, you have a lot of problems. A lot of problems. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think this is a good question. I mean, there's things sometimes in therapy that come up um, that as a therapist you've either dealt with, are dealing with, have some kind of insight into personally, you know, um, and that happens regularly, pretty pretty frequently. So uh, just by virtue of being a human or, you know, similar life circumstances as your clients, similar... um, backgrounds, um, events, histories, you know, those kinds of, those kind of, uh, contextual, um, factors that might be just really similar are of course going to present situations where you and a client are going to have similar struggles. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I, when I first saw this question, the, the first thing that popped into my mind was, well, yeah, like dermatologists still have to wear sunscreen. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> they know a lot about skin cancer, but some doctors like, have diabetes, <laughs> right, and like, take insulin. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. You know, like shrinks have emotions too, and like, <laughs> right. thoughts and behaviors, and <laughs> very true. Uh, um, so, yeah, do, do you have something that uh, comes to mind? Like, what's an example of something that uh, you know you've helped a client work through, but also maybe you struggle with um, or have to work on 
in your own life? Yeah, I, I think uh, definitely. Um, one thing that I see a lot with people who struggle with uh, depression in particularly, uh, and in particular, are these behaviors where they try to avoid conflict a lot, you know, um, and and they take on a lot of interesting behaviors in order to not upset people, you know, bother people, hurt people, um, and it produces all sorts of really gnarly side effects in their lives, if you can, as you can imagine. Like what? Give me an example. Um, Let's say you have a uh, situation where mom um, would love to pursue an interest of her own, a hobby of her own, but it conflicts with one of her kids' school activities, right? And she wants to pursue this activity, but she doesn't want to. She doesn't want her kid to think that she doesn't care, and so she might say, I, "I'm just not going to pursue what I want." Um, in order for my kid not to even get the slightest impression that I may not be interested. Um, and that's a behavior she would take on all of her own to manage, you know, a potential outcome that might happen um, that she's never investigated really or even um, poked at, you know, to see. You know, she never approached her kid and said, hey, what would you think if I wasn't able to make, you know, your practice every other week or, you know, never even asked about that, but has just decided she's not going to engage in something that's meaningful for her for the, in order to avoid some kind of potential conflict. You mentioned that there could be gnarly consequences as a result of behavior like this. Right, right. And so because she's chosen to do that, she feels frustrated or even resentful or angry that she's, you know, subverted her own needs in this instance so that her kid could have what they wanted. And she may kind of harbor some kind of resentment for that and or and or just be kind of personally frustrated that she's not able to engage in activities she finds meaningful and rewarding. Yeah, or just sad. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Sad that she's not able to do. <laughs> I'm a psychologist. I have to explain <laughs> sadness and lots of multiple times. Yes. Well, no, but frustration and resentment and sadness are all kind of different sure. emotions. And you can imagine sure. different people um, having, um, you know, many of those or all of them are kind right. of different varieties of them. So, And it's often that you get a client with depression and, and when you ask, you know, um, what they do for fun, you kind of get these explanations. Well, I used to do this, but I don't do that anymore because... I wouldn't want my, you know, and, and they go on these kind of, and there's, they're, they're doing this not only with that situation, but a lot of others as well. Yeah. So you're saying, um, just like you help clients through this dilemma of, um, kind of giving up things that are personally important and meaningful to you in order to avoid perceived conflict or difficulty. Um, you're saying maybe you struggle with that too in some aspects of your life. Definitely. I, I, I really care about those I love. I think we all do. And I, and I don't want them to hurt. And so I find myself, um, quite frequently, um, making decisions based on avoiding some kind of conflict that might occur, um, and forgoing my own interests or needs Mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, What's an example of that? Mm. I mean, you don't have to be super juicy, but Let's see. Because um, you might, someone might come back and say, well, like, like I don't know, you're like, you're a dad. You, sh- you should 
put your kids before yourself, right? Like just because you want to go out and go golfing, like why does that mean you should be able to do that at the expense of going to your kid's soccer practice? Well, here's a, here's a good example. It's a personal example, but I don't mind sharing it. Um, after my divorce, you know, years later when I decided to really date, um, I really didn't want to tell my kids I was dating at all because I was worried they'd be hurt by that or worry about them having a special place with me or, you know, that that would be threatened um, if they knew. And so I kind of tried to hide that I was dating from them um, and avoid that conversation. And so I couldn't really date openly or kind of pursue it at, at the rate or, or, or whatever that I maybe wanted to um, because I was so worried about what their reaction might be. And it definitely affected my experience um, inside that context a lot in, in ways that I think weren't healthy. And all to avoid a potential issue, not a, not a real issue, but my fear of you know, hurting someone um, basically meant that I was going to subvert my own process um, um, in order to avoid that. Yeah. That hypothetical. That possibility, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And how did you know, like, what, what changed your mind, I guess? Like, how come you stopped? How come you... <laughs> <laughs> well, it, um, really, it wasn't my choice entirely. The person I was seeing was getting upset, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because I wasn't able to really share parts of my life with them that, that uh, they wanted to experience. And so with a lot of their encouragement, you know, I was able to kind of say, okay, I, I need to do this. And, um, and I was painfully aware of that issue then that this was not healthy, but there was a lot of worry about my, my kids mm-hmm. and how they would react. And I think I'm uh, glad you brought that up. Cause I think that's really important that just, be, you know, as, <laughs> as shrinks and therapists and psychologists, um, and, and actually I think a lot of people find themselves in the position, they may know, what the kind of quote unquote right thing to do is or, or what they value or what they think they should do. But that's still, that's a very different thing than actually being able to do it. You know, what I hear you saying is that on some level, you knew this isn't the greatest situation I've gotten myself into here. Um, but that was sort of overridden for a while by your concern or fear of what would happen if you, if you did something different. Exactly. Um, so a lot of times like insider understanding isn't enough. It's (laughs) It's <laughs> definitely not <laughs> right. Just cause you know, uh, or <laughs> yeah. understand a process doesn't mean you can necessarily change it all. Of a I sudden. think you see this all over the place where, um, knowledge of an issue isn't the same as actually addressing the issue. You know, we all know certain things. It doesn't mean we do them well. Um, interestingly though, you know, kind of putting myself in a position of being very mindful as I went about kind of explaining to my daughters, um, and, and bringing them into what was going on. Um, it was the greatest thing because it really did generalize into other parts of my life. And I'm not perfect at this now, but I'm a lot better at not allowing other people's stuff to influence my decisions. Oh, cool. So that was a, um, being straightforward in this situation was sort of a catalyst for being able to do that in more situations. Yeah. And I, I think I've just gotten better at saying no, I'm not perfect. So when clients talk about their problem of not being able to say no or, or trying to manage other people, I, I know what they're talking about. Oh, and so it's kind of increased your empathy for your clients that you work oh, with. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, or or I'm just I'm yeah, I'm just aware of like how difficult and, and anxiety provoking those situations can be for someone. Yeah. yeah. Even if you know the right answer, it's can still be really hard. <laughs> 
Right. Right. Definitely. Um, so that, I, I mean, I like that. Those are some great stories, um, on a lot of levels, but it also, it's an interesting contrast to the, the thing I was thinking about with myself, um, which is as a therapist, I think, and maybe this is partly just temperament too, but when something's bothering me or when something's indirectly bothering me because it's bothering someone I'm close to or someone I care a lot about, my gut reaction and my tendency and what I want to do is talk about it right away. Like right now, like let's sit down, let's talk about this. Let's open it up. Like right away, let's do this right now. As soon as I get the tiniest inkling that like something's off, Uh let's talk about it. What's going on. (laughs) So this, a place where this has manifested itself lately for me in, in my own life is, um, sometimes I will get home from work and, the minute I walk in, in the, through the door, I can see on my wife's face that it's been a hard day. Like the girls, I have a three-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old. It's been challenging. It's been like <laughs> right. full-on toddler mode, tantrums, you know, defiance of nap time. Just a really rough day. Um, the whole day's been a fight. Yep, it's just been, and I can see it on my wife's face. Right. Um, and I think, and if I if I stop and slow down, what what really is going on there is, I feel badly for my wife. Like it's it's upsetting to me that she has to struggle with that. Sure. Um, and I think so. When I slow down, I think that's important. Um, but I don't often catch that initially. Usually, I just go straight into acting mode, and I I like sometimes literally like pull her aside and say, "What's going on?" It looks like it's been a rough day. Like, talk to me. Tell me about it. What can I do? Like, let's let's dive right in. Let's dive right in. Let's resolve this. Yeah, for let's you. do it. It's <laughs> gonna make you feel so much. All better. the feels. <laughs> Tell me how you're feeling. What's happening? <laughs> um, and you know, and sometimes that that goes okay, and that's that's what my wife needs. But a lot of the times, it's neither what she wants nor needs is to right at that moment <laughs> to sit down and have a big discussion. Right. Um, if nothing else, because if we were to do that for five minutes, we'd have like a Jackson Pollock painting on our white walls with <laughs> the kids would just have gone nuts. Right. Mom and dad are doing something else. Um, but also because, you know, I've, I've sort of learned over time that even though it's my preference to uh, process difficult feelings and situations verbally right away in conversation, that's not how everyone likes to do it or how everyone does it well. Right. Um, and for my wife, I think um, at least some of the time she kind of needs to just sort of step back and like take a little bit of time and kind of think through it more on her own first and just get some mm-hmm. distance and catch her breath and which all makes tons of sense. <laughs> right? She's she's kind of thinking, good, he's here. He can give me a break. Exactly. Well, and instead, exactly. you're in her face going, let's process. Let's process. <laughs> Just drown out the kids screaming. Come in on, baby. Let's process. Let's process. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're and right in just, that moment, you're the man of her dreams. <laughs> right. <laughs> she's like, God. <laughs> um, so, it, and it's. Uh, you know, I've known about this and I, but I still, it's really hard. And I, that goes back to what I said initially, because a lot of times me wanting to talk right away and process things, it's actually less about my wife and, and helping her. And it's more about myself that I see her and I feel bad and I don't want to feel bad anymore. Yeah. And so if we just talk about it, 
I won't feel bad anymore. I'll feel better. Yeah, I'll feel better. Yeah. So it's actually incredibly <laughs> selfish. <laughs> um, so I think, so that's something, but even though I know that, and we've talked about that, and I, I think about it, I, you know, it's still something I struggle with. I, it's, it's like compulsive sometimes. Um, and it really takes a lot of presence of mind and repetition and practice to, to not do that. Have and, you practiced a different response? Um, yeah. So one of, one of the things I, a little trick I've sort of started doing for myself is when I pull into the driveway after I get home, I always, um, I turn the car off, but I always delay before I get out of the car. And that's my little like check-in time where I sort of like slow down and I deliberately anticipate, okay, there's a decent chance this could have been a rough day. Not necessarily. Uh, more often than not, it's not. But right. there's, you know, it could be. She could be really upset. If that's the case, what's probably the best way to go about this? And that that little like moment there, where I kind of get out of the flow of regular life, that allows me to keep my good intentions like front and center in my mind, so that when I walk through the door and I do see that she's had a really rough day, I can approach that in the way that's best for her, not for me. Um, so that's like a little, I don't know, little hack or a little like habit I've sort of found that kind of, that can help like that. Um, the other thing my, my wife and I have both sort of figured out through a lot of trial and error is that often the best thing we can do is I will, um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of, I'll come in and we'll hang out a little bit, but then I'll watch the kids and she'll go to the coffee shop and, you know, read a book for a while, uh. um, or, you know, call a friend or have some kind of like alone time, <laughs> which God knows she deserves. Right. Um, after a full day with the kids. Yeah, um, good for her. Yeah. So we, we kind of like experimented our way into that as an, as a better, more alternative, uh, a better alternative strategy. And then, you know, maybe later if she wants to, we can talk through something. Um, but yeah, we don't need to. So anyway, that's maybe that's too much dirty laundry, but that's, no, I think that's, that's really good. Um, and a great example of, you know, those parallel processes that you have with your clients sometimes, I think. When, when they talk about an issue and you're like, ooh, I think you might be doing that thing that I do, you know, yeah. where you're demanding your, your partner sit down with you right now and talk. And, <laughs> right, and, the, and yeah. that one can be especially hard because it's, it's so easy to delude ourselves into, well, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing the right thing. It's so it's, healthy. It's for you. It's so healthy yeah, to just right? get this out, yeah. But so often our motivations are ultimately like self-serving. When we really look at like, how am I feeling and what is my behavior like, what is that really oriented to? Or like, what am I really getting out of this? Yeah, why is it that I want this done right now? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I think, but even if, so A, it's, you know, often I have to help my clients kind of come to see that, that a process like that can be going on with them. Because it's not, it's not obvious a lot of the time that it's kind of, it can be very subtle. Sure. But then also that um, even if you know that's going on, it's still really hard to have that emotion and then not just have to get on with your day despite feeling bad that your wife had a bad day, for instance. Definitely. Like to tolerate that emotion and just, that that's a really hard thing to do. And like you were saying, it if nothing else, it gives me, I think, more empathy for my clients um, yeah. who are struggling with stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's a good takeaway, I guess, for maybe everyone is, is to realize the person sitting across from you in that room in a therapy context is is very human, 
and has experienced loss, you know, has experienced um, pain, has experienced all those things. They're not immune from those, um, from from natural human existence, human existence kind of factors, right? Um, and that we have emotional reactions as well, and that some of those um, emotional reactions aren't always the most productive and healthy. The behaviors that follow aren't are not actually. Um, I think that's good for clients to remember that that the person sitting across from me is very human too. Over oh, clients to think that of their therapists. Yeah, I mean, they may have some expertise in behavior change or how you know thoughts work or how these things work or how I should change this habit or go about bringing this goal into my life or they may have that insight, but they're not perfect and they're not um, they're not immune to some of the the human frailties that that are just kind of really common. Dermatologists need sunscreen too. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I um, it, it's always interesting when doctors need doctors. You know, like mm-hmm. seeing a, uh, um, I, I have a friend who's a doctor, and when he goes to the doctor, it's like the hardest thing. You know, he's just like he does not want to admit ever that he's got any kind of physical malady for some reason. And I think for a shrink, sometimes it's the same way. It's hard for us to admit that, like, oh, we're not we're not entirely <laughs> perfect either. You know, we have egos and we have pride and we have, <laughs> you know ideas that we want people to listen to and, and follow and, and we're invested in that. Yeah. And if anything, I sort of wonder if our, our expertise, however limited can actually make us even more blind to that stuff sometimes because sort of like the doctors not wanting to admit that they have something wrong with them physically. We, I think we, if we really like turn inwards, I think a lot of times it's, it takes a lot of humility to realize despite my expertise, I'm, I'm actually just as susceptible to this stuff as anyone else. And it's just as much of a struggle. And I, I probably screw up with it a lot more than I like to admit to myself. Yeah. You know, nowhere is this more painfully obvious than when you lose your temper. Ooh. Yeah. You know, right. And, right. and you have that snapshot of where you're like, what am I doing? Uh-huh. I know how anger works. I know how to, yep. yeah. But we're all subject to those moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when you have a, one and a half and a three-year-old at home. <laughs> <laughs> you Jackson Pollock paying is on your wall. <laughs> All right. Hey, everyone. Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks. Thanks.